Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. In this Bite Size from episode number 41, Kiwi rock star Jake Bailey makes the bold claim that between having stage four cancer and having to go through lockdowns and effects of COVID again, he would choose the cancer. Jake and I talk about our experiences with cancer and Jake outlines how he dealt with the stress both on his body from the mix of medication, along with the mental stress of being in a life-threatening situation. A lot has changed since we last spoke in the podcast format. It was NAB Business Fit at that stage, both of our respective speaking careers. An affectionate term, they were down the toilet. Remember, that it was tough, wasn't it? And then you went online, you were doing a program with kids. It was just, it was a struggle, that period. I'd I'd never want to go back to it. No, 100%. I couldn't agree more. And I've said it to a number of people since that time. And I don't say it lightly or flippantly, but I genuinely would rather go through uh, the experience that I had with my cancer and my treatment uh, than I would go through those two years of of COVID and the disruption which came from that. And uh, I know that I'm far from the, the only person who was significantly affected by that time. And I'm certainly not the person who was most affected by that time. Many people face incredible life-altering challenges throughout that, but it was just such prolonged and significant adversity. I guess the flip side of that is that it really has drawn a lot of attention towards how we can prepare people to face these challenges, these inevitable challenges that come our way. So um, it's been a really cool opportunity off the back of that to to work with people and to try and equip them with some of those skills that we know enable people to be to be resilient. It surprises me hearing you say that you would, because I've, I've never heard you say that in any other format. That's a big call because go, going, oh, going through cancer, and we will talk about that in depth today, and those figures, 50 million views. Like, when, when I say that, does that feel real? Does that feel like you? Or is it almost an out-of-body experience like this other guy you know who looks like you and was a, you know, a bit younger back then? Yeah, 100%. Well, the speech and, and all of the attention and publicity which came about as a result of that has always had a sort of disconnected quality to it for me, simply because at the time I was so uh, so sick, so unwell, and on such strong medications that for me, uh, even, even in the immediate aftermath of having given that speech, it was a little bit of a blur. Um, I recall bits and pieces of it. I have to say, in all honesty, I don't recall a huge amount of that time. Uh, I remember a a few specific instances and a lot of stuff around the peripheries of it, but in terms of actually having given that speech, to look back now and to see the footage, um, to see what other people saw from the outside, I've never really associated that with kind of uh, with kind of myself. It, it has felt in some ways like a surreal, bad 90s or early 2000s Hollywood movie where you wake up in someone else's life. Uh, it's almost like I've kind of had the the opportunities which have come about as a result of something which uh, someone else someone else did and, and I've fallen into that life. But I'm very, very grateful for the pathway that it's taken me on, that's for sure. Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills, 
and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake-up, energy breaks, team-building activities, and digital resources to embed learning. To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. Have you found that with other people? Because as you're saying that, I, I, I don't remember a lot. There's a three-month period in my life when I had melanoma. It was back just before my daughter, Michaela, was born. She's now 14, so I judge it by her age. And I had an excision on my left shoulder. I had a few lymph nodes removed. And I, I actually don't remember anything about that block after that. And I've got a good memory for recall. So do you... F- do you think that's a coping strategy that you are just so focused on getting better and the stress that's running through your veins? It's all just immediate, immediate, immediate. So you don't remember much. Have you found this with other people? And have you dug into that a bit more? Yes, certainly. I mean, there's a lot of research around the impacts that stressful situations and adversity have on people's ability to form long-term memories and their, their recall of that down the line. And there's a lot of really fascinating interplay between that and the processing of experiences, which ties into a lot of what we know about PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder um, in terms of people coming through traumatic experiences and and failing to be able to uh, process those into memories. Amazing research, which you can look into around that. For me, I I think what I recall of that time and what I recall of my treatment, a lot of it is really positive things. Um, And whether that's because that's the way that that, that humans are primed, we tend to have rose-tinted glasses and look back on things with a fairly optimistic outlook. I don't believe that's the case in the circumstance. I think that genuinely for me, the support that I had, the people that I had around me made my treatment a really positive experience. Uh, and I feel feel very grateful for that because without those really positive memories, there would be certainly a, a lot more uh, more challenging ones or negative ones, which could be my primary reaction or, or uh, yeah, association with that experience. I'm still surprised though that you would rather go through treatment on stage four Burkitt's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma than go through COVID again. That's a big, big call. Yeah, 100%. And it's interesting. And it probably speaks in some ways maybe to uh, how I was primed to face the challenges differently. Probably speaks to maybe some of the struggles and and, and a lack of resilience, which I had during COVID and throughout that time. Um, And as I say, I don't don't say it lightly. And I, I, I say it with a an understanding and a recognition of just how fortunate and lucky I have been to get through my experience of, of cancer and to come out the other side as healthy and as well as I am now. I, I certainly don't apply that to other people's situations or stories at all. But for me, yeah, I, I think that getting through that time was was easier with the support that I had in place around me and some of these strategies and tools which I, I drew on, as opposed to a lot of the loss of purpose and a lot of the loss of meaning which came from COVID and an inability to do the work which yeah, formed a large part of my identity, perhaps, and in which I was over-reliant on for uh, meaning and purpose and connection within, within my life. So going through that experience of COVID, as it has for everyone, has certainly taught me a lot about a lot about that. You hit it well because when the borders did open up, I was up on the Gold Coast a fair bit with my mum and dad and my family, and we did a few bike rides. So is it just that we chose Healy rides and we weren't able to talk much, or were you holding it back? Because I, I, I knew you weren't your yeah, normal eight or nine out of ten. So I thought you were a little bit flatter, but I didn't realise 
it was it was that that challenging for you. So was it the hills we chose next time? Better route so we can have a more informed chat, or were you were you holding it in a little bit? Yeah, I think I was definitely probably holding it, and in a lot of ways, I probably wasn't even necessarily aware of some of the um, underlying drivers of of why COVID had been so challenging for me. As I alluded to there, I think uh, probably an, an unhealthy degree of of my identity and, and what was meaningful to me in my life was built around this ability to uh, to go and speak for for organisations, companies, schools, and to work with people face to face. I think I was really reliant on that connection for yeah my sense of of purpose and achievement in my life. And I think for for a lot of people I've, I've spoken to, uh, one of the things which COVID has given them is a, a re uh, a reevaluation or an opportunity to reconsider around uh, what matters to them and where work fits within that and where family or other elements of connection fit within that. And that's certainly the experience which I had. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.